right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 400. Yes, 400 of the First and Frame Rate show. I am VF Baller, and it's been five years. Man, it's been a little bit over five years since I've been doing this show. I mean, I, the first episode was July 19th. 2017 now in the midst of all that a lot of stuff has happened i bought a house uh, so there's been a gap within the show that like almost six months the show wasn't going on then i had my son you know um me and my wife you know we ended up having our son and there was a little gap in that point also um it was another gap because this was originally just called um the first it was just called first and frame rates and uh it changed over to the i think it was the first and frame rates podcast and then it switched over to the first and frame rate show um but it's been a long journey i had it all started out with me and one other person and me and bills his name is bills fourth you can find him on twitter i don't know i i, I haven't seen him on twitter in a while but you can find him on twitter real easy i think it's I can't even remember what his username is. I think he changed it. But nevertheless, um, me and him was doing the show. And it was basically about sports and sports gaming. That's what it was. And um, then it transitioned. We added another person named DJ81. You can find him not only uh, on Twitter as DJ81. You can find him on the First Affairs Discord. He's one of the um, the managers of the, uh, if not the manager of the Discord. So he's still around. But um, he was on the show as well. And we continue to talk about sports and sports gaming. But it, it's transitioned from that to what it is now. So this even though it's 400 episodes, it wasn't always just about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. It was mostly about sports and sports gaming. Cause at the end of the day, I don't know if you see behind me or whatever, and you know, I need to put some more lights in here. I may do that another time. Uh, this show is what, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm mostly a gamer and I have a second uh, YouTube channel for that, but this channel was basically about sports and sports gaming, but I wanted to talk. I always wanted to talk about sports. I've always wanted to talk about my favorite teams. Um, I have a. I, I I believe that I was born to do this. I believe that I have a passion for it. Um, everything I do is unscripted. I don't have any notes. I don't have any. I just talk. So sometimes it may sound like I'm rambling, but I really have. I really feel like this is something i ha was born to do because i could do this all day if i want to i could sit in front of a microphone and just talk about stuff and um i remember even when i was a kid i used to record myself on a cassette tape like i am reporting the news and uh i like i said this is just something i've always been fascinated with just communicating in this fashion i mean i've listened to so many uh radio um shows talk radio shows even i mean from um music radio to sports radio to political radio i've listened to everything because this type of you know f communication i love i mean i can't i can't even begin to tell you all the people i used to look up to they used to i used to listen to on the radio or i used to listen to them you know over the internet doing what i do now so this thing here is not just something I'm just, oh, I'm just passionate about Georgia Southern or Atlanta Falcons football. I, 
I have a passion of talking on the microphone like this. And like I said, this, none of this is scripted. I don't have any bulletin points or anything like that. I just look at a topic and just, just go. It's one of the reasons why um, I don't get a lot of things correct because I easily could if I took notes, but I just, sometimes I just feel like I don't need to. It's not because of arrogance. I just feel like, I, I just feel like the show will be more natural if I was able to, um, you know, just talk instead of just having everything robotically, you know, in line. So that's why I just, just try to do this off the cuff. But nevertheless, I mean, I, I, I could talk about that all day. I want to thank you guys for all the support. I want to thank you guys for all the, uh, you know, you know, the likes, subscribes and, you know, letting sharing the podcast. You know, a lot of people on Twitter starting to share. And not only that, a lot of you guys are actually, you know, a part of this Q&A that has done a lot of, um, you know, you know, there's a lot of interesting things that you guys put out there. And um, before I get into the ones I see on Twitter, because most of them are on Twitter, uh, I think I got one or two that's on the YouTube channel that I want to, um, I want to uh, actually address first. So I want to talk about those uh, real quick. So let me pull these up on the phone, and uh, we'll go from there. I don't want to. Uh, all right, let's see. All right, let's see if anybody has questions on here. I just dropped my phone. Don't pay me the line. Uh, the first question that I have on here is, let's see, where is it, where is it, where is it? Okay, Tron McBride on the last episode, 399, asked me this. He said, how often do I go back to Statesboro, and am I going to a game at Paulson this year? Um, Basically, I'm... I go back at least once a year because, I, you know, I always go to Savannah to go see family because I'm from Savannah, Georgia. And at least once time a year, I want to go back and um, visit. Uh, so at least once a year. And do I am I going to a game at Paulson this year? Yes, I went to the um, I went to the uh, Gardner Webb game last year. And uh, I try to go to at least one game every year at Paulson. Uh, I love the atmosphere there. I talked about that on the last episode where um, a lot of us, um, in like not not just me, but a lot of my the guys who I went to school with, try to go to at least one game and they enjoy you know being back at Paulson and you know all the other good stuff. And um, yes, definitely, that's definitely going to be a thing. I'm going to do that. Um, so now I want to pull up this on the screen here. And these are all the other questions that are on Twitter. And uh, I'm going to give you my thoughts and opinions on these questions. Shout out to Jacob Crawford. He's one of uh, my uh, guys that are doing the emotes on the Discord. If you want to check out the Discord, the link will be down in the description. Highly recommend you go come through and, uh, you know, I highly recommend you join the Discord. It's going to be a really fun time throughout the football season to go through the Discord and, um, and talk amongst ourselves about our team and the other teams in the Sun Belt. Jacob Crawford asks, when did you start following Georgia Southern and the Falcons, and what has been your favorite moment from each team? Well, I've been following Georgia Southern since, like, oh man, I can't, like, the, the late, mid to late 80s, 87, 88. I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been following Georgia Southern since I was a kid. But I really started paying attention to them was the nineteen ninety season when they won the na the national championship. At that time, I was like, I mean, I, I'm pretty much gonna show them, tell you my age right now. At that point, I was like seven or eight years old, 
And um, I really understood the game of football at that point and watching them win the national title. Uh, I don't remember much of it, but I do remember them holding the trophy up and, and, and celebrating. And that's when I really knew that, okay, this is really going to be my team. I watched them, you know, win this title and I knew of them, but, you know, I didn't know much about them until that time. As far as the Falcons go, I've been a Falcons fan since 1993. Now, this is going to be kind of weird because before then, I rarely understood or knew anything about the Falcons. Now, mind you, me living in Savannah, Georgia, when football was on TV, it was basically you saw the popular team. So I was a big fan of the 49ers back then because in Savannah, from what I remember, I remember seeing the 49ers on TV. So I remember seeing the Jerry Rices, Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, you know, I mean, those, John Taylor. Those was my you know, that was the team that I that I followed for a long time until I realized, look, we got a team that's a little bit closer. I'm going to root for the, home, for the home team. So it was around 92, 93. I really started, you know, following the Falcons. I knew of the Falcons around the early 90s. I remember the 91 Falcons with Michael Haynes and, and, and when Dion first came. And, you know, that's when I started watching them a little bit. But it, 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 it really didn't start until like 93, you know, when I really started to follow the Falcons. And, it's just lack of exposure, so we didn't really know. Well, I didn't really much know about the Falcons too much. Um, let me see. Ten Horn Productions with the next question. He said, uh, oh, let me see if I pulled up. Is that it right there? Okay, here it is. Yep, here it is right. Ten Horn Productions says, how excited are you for the future of the Georgia Southern Athletics, and what do you want to see happen next in the borough? Facility upgrades, success on the field, games on TV, anything else I could think of. Well, as far as Georgia Southern Athletics, I mean, we're talking about going beyond football. Um, you look at the basketball team, I think Brian Berg just needs to go ahead and take the extra step. I, I, I'm excited for it, but I want to, as far as me, uh, what I want to see happen next, I want to see the men's basketball team take that step. I think the women's basketball team, with coach ag has been she's done a no she's done a phenomenal job with what she's done with the women's basketball team you know they they're just recruiting like crazy right now and look like they're going to be taking that next step as well um all the other teams i mean the golf team's done is doing great uh the rifle team's done pretty good the softball team the baseball team just hosted a regional so as far as Georgia Southern Athletics, I think as a collective, they're pretty much on the incline. They're moving up when it comes to what the athletic program and, the, and you can't do nothing but be excited about that. Now, let's circle back and talk about football. Fo the football program has always been, you know, on the upward trend until, you know, I think it was even after the Cure Bowl, it kind of started to dip a little bit, even though we won the RL Carrier um, Bowl the year after that. It still felt like Georgia Southern football was not as powerful as it was, you know, even when they first came into the FBS or definitely the FCS. But now with Coach Clay Helton here, I think we're going to start really seeing a powerhouse within uh, the group of five with Georgia Southern. I firmly believe if he sticks around for the next five the seven years, I think we're going to be a, a a a program to reckon with, you know, and and, and that's a that's a stretch because a lot of coaches don't hang around that long for this type of job. But if he does, and the recruiting that he's doing, we're going to be a problem. So collectively, I'm very excited. And what I want to see, uh, first of all, I really want to see the men's basketball team take their next step. 
And as far as football, you guys already know how I feel about the football team. Everything else in, in Georgia Southern Athletics is looking really good. So I just want them to keep moving forward. But the main thing is that basketball team. I want to see Brian Berg take that next, next step. And I'm, I'm already have faith in Coach Helton that's going to make things happen with the football team. Um, as far as upgrades, uh, facility upgrades, success on the field. Like I said, I already talked about success on the field. Games on TV. I'm content with the way games are on TV. I think ESPN Plus is a phenomenal place for um, the for the Sun Belt in general. But I've already heard that there's going to be like some package deal for a new um television rights for the Sun Belt. I think it's gonna be really interesting. I think that's I think I heard that right. So that's gonna be really interesting. Um so with that being said, those are good. Last but not least, facility upgrades. I like what they're doing the indoor um uh practice facility. I like that. Not too keen on the basketball uh side of things as far as the facility of that, but yeah, that's another story for another day. But as far as the indoor um, practice facility, I think it's going to get better and better. I don't think it's going to stay where it is at first. I think it's going to start to get more enclosed. But even where it is now, I think it's a big deal for Georgia Southern. So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, let's see. What's the next one? Um, Greg has a handful of questions. I'm going to – and I think Tinhorn has another question as well. But we're going to keep going through this. Um Greg says, do you miss the option? My non-Southern friend said it'd be, it was boring, but Breda would break off a 40-yard run. Yes, he would. And that was fire. Absolutely. How do you see the offensive scheme in 2022? I predict 60 run in 20, and then in 2023, it'd be 60 passing. Do you agree? All right. Um, do I miss the option? Yes, I do miss the option. I, 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 I've been real critical of moving on from the option. I've been like, I mean, not critical, but I'm before moving on from the option. And I think that's something that, you know, we should do because we're moving up into the, we've moved up to the FC, FBS and it, you know, at this level, we're going to have to play with a more of a balanced attack because the option, just like you said, Brady will break off a 40 yard run. I mean, I remember seeing, you know, you know, all type of players do it like a phenomenal job of Adrian Peterson, Jason Foster, um, you know, Dominique Swope. I mean, I, I, I can just start naming guys, um, you know, hell wesley kennedy you know wesley fields <laughs> i mean i mean you could just start naming guys who used to just you know just gash defenses over and over again with the option um but with the triple option you know you're talking about fcs days with jared mckinnon and all these other guys i mean yeah it was real fun to watch um but how do i see the offensive scheme in 2022 oh uh, I, I i'm kind of flipped I'm not really flipped on what you're saying. It says 60 run and 60 pass in 2023. I think it's going to be 60 pass out the gate. I think we're going to be doing a lot of passing out the gate. The only way we're going to tell back from passing if Kyle Van Trees or any other quarterback that's under center is just not effective passing the ball. But I think with Coach Clay Helton, he's he's going to make some type of emphasis on pushing the ball downfield aggressively. If you've seen anything, what he's done at USC with Juju Smith-Schuster and all these other guys that he had, He's going to want to pass the ball. He's probably going to want to pass the ball first. Uh, it, does that bode well for uh, our running backs, the Gerald Greens and the Jalen Whites? It could because it's going to create space. And the last thing you want is any of those two guys get space because if they get space, you're going to see those 40-yard runs. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be more pass than, than anything. So be on the lookout for that. I could be wrong, but the way Coach Helton's been running um, – everything i think he's gonna be uh 
pretty much trying to pass the ball. All right, let's see. Oh, um, Greg has another question. He said, "What favorite foot favorite football players of all time, NCAA or NFL?" Um, I'm gonna start with the favorite player of all time. Uh, totally. Um, favorite football player of all time, NCAA or NFL? I'm gonna give you one from each. And really, for the NFL, I was a big fan of Jerry Rice. This goes back to what I was saying back with um, I was a 49ers fan before a Falcon fan. Um. That, that's that's pretty much to me i felt like jerry rice was one of the most awesome players that i've ever seen for him to play the game the way he did and he wasn't the fastest he wasn't the strongest um there's been some controversy about the the stuff on his hands but you know that's another story for another day but me growing up that was my favorite player um ncaa uh if i don't know man i don't have too many I ain't gonna say I don't have too many uh, favorite players. I, I have a few, but it's hard to pick from because uh, just going to your other, you know, question, favorite Southern player of all time uh, was Jason Foster. I, I used to love watch Jason Jason Foster run the ball. That kid was extremely fast. I, he's not a kid now, but he was extremely fast at, at, at you know running the ball. I, I I never seen nobody move that fast in in, in live and in person. Maybe there's people faster than him. Obviously, they probably are. But as far as my favorite player, it probably would be Jason Foster. There's a couple of other guys that I actually, you know, love to watch football back in their college days. I mean, you can go back and think about Tommy Frazier at Nebraska. I love the way that he played the football. Um, I remember, uh, you know, I remember watching the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, uh, the Willis McGahees, Frank Gore of the world. I remember watching. I, I remember watching Maurice Claret. He was another guy that I used to like. Mike Williams at USC before he stepped stepped away. Um, Vince Young. I ain't gonna say he's one of my favorite, but I love the performance that he had against USC. Uh, but you know, really, it was just Jason Foster basically. So that was my favorite player. Uh, just those other guys are pretty much honorable mentions. Uh, Greg also asked, would you consider having guests on? crossover podcast with other southern fans podcasters or pros and team podcasts gotta talk used to do that back with black and gold the appalachian state podcast a few years back i enjoyed the conversation because it gave things to look for during the game oh i'm always um i'm always open to it i kind of keep myself shelled in um mostly because i, I be focused on what i do here because like i said it's not scripted so i'm always focused on just trying to make this come off as concise and you know basically coherent as possible you know i just want to make sure i keep my ducks in a row as i continue to flow with the show because like i said all this up here is just i may have some stats so i'm just looking at the analytics of how the show is being ran as far as the quality of the show but i don't have any like you know anything everything is off the cuff but as far as having guests, absolutely um i actually thought about doing this for the falcon side of the show like um, I, I have a couple of guys that do other commentary um, for other teams uh, that I, I will try to reach out to to have them come on the show like before game day or whatever. And But I'm always open to other, you know, having guests in general. You know, at one point, believe it or not, at one point, this was a call-in show, you know, so I don't know if I'll be able to bring that back. It just depends on how many people want it. So um, if you guys are listening, give me some feedback. If that's something that you would want, 
you know that would be something to think about uh so let's see uh tinhorn comes back and asks what are your favorite places to eat in the borough and how do you think the new practice facility will improve tailgating and the game day atmosphere um i will say this um if it ain't um uh the chicken place in statesboro shugs i mean it, it that's just me I mean, I remember eating at that place when I was in college down there. So that was my favorite place overall. There's a couple other places that I've been to that I like as well. But there, there was nothing like, you know, Shug's. It, it, nothing like it. I mean, to this day, um, even when I go down there and um, if I go to a game, or like when I went to the practice, um, the the three and nine a year, I went to the uh, open practice when it was open to the public. And um I basically went to, you know, Uncle Shug's. I mean, that's just, just, just what it is. So, um, that's my favorite place to eat. Now I have a few other ones, but it's mostly Shug's. Uh, and what do I think about the new, uh, practice facility? Um, will improve tailgating. I think it's going to, I think it's going to improve tailgating because you're going to have some people who want to be close to the indoor practice facility. Uh, but I think it's going to be somewhat a hindrance because it's going to kind of be in the way. I haven't been down there to see what it looks like yet. I've seen pictures. Some guys put the pictures on Discord. And some people was really worried about the parking. But as far as tailgating go, it's just another thing in the backdrop to be around. And uh, I think that's one thing about tailgating that actually, you know, makes it exciting. You don't want to tailgate around a bunch of bushes or trees or, or abandoned buildings or anything like that. So having something like that... Well, some people are going to find a way to, you know, just put their tailgating area like in a real good spot. So other people would notice them or, you know, people will want to take pictures around, the, you know, the IPF where, you know, I think it's going to be pretty cool. So I don't I don't know where how it's set up because I could be wrong. I don't even know how close they can get to the IPF, but I think it would improve tailgating from a, 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 a aesthetics uh, standpoint where people will want to be closer to it. And um, the memories that they will have tailgating with with the with that in the background or whatever would just create really good memories and good pictures. Um, game day atmosphere. Uh, people are going to come by and going to see what it looks like. So it will help. You know, I think it'll bring more people out, even though the parking may be a little different. But it it will help in that aspect. Uh, let's see what's next. Trash consumer, <laughs> dude, help laugh my <laughs> LMAO. Yo, this what a handle. That's a crazy, crazy handle. Shout out to you. Anyway, <laughs> which new team coming to the Sun Belt are you most excited to see play Georgia Southern long term? Um, I don't know because I like everybody that's that's everybody who came in. Everybody who came in is like really, really cool to see. Um, you got Old Dominion, which we have history with. James Madison, we have history. Marshall, we have history with. Southern Miss, I don't know, not so much. But Old Miss, they're Eagles that have Appalachian State colors. So I, 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 I don't even know how to feel about that when it comes to possibly bringing out a rivalry with them. Because first of all, you, you, you're, you're Eagle, and you're wearing those guys in Boone, North Carolina colors gross but nevertheless I think that's gonna be pretty cool to play them but which new team that I'm most excited to see play I mean it gotta be out of one of those three in the east I mean uh if I really had the pick hmm, I don't I don't know man because 
if it comes to outside of football, I would like to see us play James Madison in basketball because they have our coach, our old coach. So that'd be interesting. But as far as football, if I had to pick, it, it may have to be Old Dominion because we have history with them. If you want to go back and look at some great games, go back and look at the Old Dominion game that when we played them in FCS, it was a phenomenal game. So we do have hit. So that that would probably be the most excited. I can't wait to see them come down to Paulson and um and watch them play. I think that's gonna be really cool. Uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much all the uh, that's all the yeah, that's all of the questions that I have. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, let me see if I can find any more. If I can, I will I will bring them up. But I think that's I think that's it. Uh, nevertheless, man. I, I really appreciate you guys. I really do. Um, you guys are absolutely awesome. And uh, I cannot do this without you guys. Uh, we're at episode 400 and we're going to continue to move and, and, and get better. You know, not only just with, you know, this podcast, but I think we're going to get better with both of our teams. And the thing about it is I'm kind of in, I, I know there's a lot of other, um, shows out there there's a lot of other um youtube channels that are out there that talk about atlanta falcon stuff and shout out to those guys too but i think and i'm not trying to beat my chest or anything but if i'm, I'm probably like the only one on youtube that really does this georgia southern thing consistently and in some cases people may look at this as a georgia southern podcast which is fine i don't have a problem with that um because the truth be told, I'm actually more passionate about the Georgia Southern Eagles than the Atlanta Falcons. There's nothing to take away from the Falcons. I'm going to continue to uh, cover them or whatever the case may be. But I do feel that um, this has become more of a Georgia Southern thing than anything. All of the Q&A was about Georgia Southern football. It just goes to show that you guys support what I do, and I cannot thank you guys enough. And um, I would be remiss if I wouldn't think about or talk about the other guys that are out here talking about Georgia Southern football as well, whether it be, you know, um, verbal or if they're doing it with visuals. So I, I would love to give a shout out to Gata Talk. I mean, I think those guys do uh, a phenomenal job. Talent Talk, I think they, I think he does very well. He, I haven't seen him on Twitter in a while. Hopefully, you know, he will continue to do his, um, put, put out his, um, in his tweets, he has some very informative tweets about recruits and picking and transfers and stuff. He does a really good job. Captain Clack is out here on YouTube. He puts up all the games that he can, and he puts them up on YouTube. And uh, don't, I mean, he does a very good job of showing off the history of Georgia Southern. There's other places, people I cannot remember them all. Um, you know, you know, um, all, obviously the official guys. You know, um the guys at georgia southern who does the you know the inside georgia uh, inside eagle nation i i listen to them all the time it just as much as i listen to gata talk you know uh i mean th those guys are the official ones they're the ones that's you know going to the games and actually having the show uh, under the georgia southern university umbrella i'm just a guy that's behind the mic that just likes to talk about my favorite teams but um it, it's all you know it's all love. I love all of it. When it comes to Atlanta Falcon stuff, I mean, that's a big conglomerate over there. I mean, they have their own stuff on their own website. You got other guys that are here on the YouTube in the YouTube community that talks about the Atlanta Falcons. 
they do a phenomenal job. I just try to do something a little unique with when it comes to the Atlanta Falcon stuff, just as well as the Atlanta, uh, the Georgia Southern stuff. And you guys are responding in kind. I cannot thank you guys enough. I really can't. Um, if you like this commentary, hit the like button, share this podcast, you know, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. We are 400 episodes in and we're going to try to push another 400. And after that, we're going to try to push another 400. And after that, we're going to try to push another 400. But it's all thanks to you guys. You guys make this go. Without all the Q&As, without all the likes and, and the sharing and, uh, you know, all the, you know, the feedback, this would not be uh, possible. Not only that, man, you guys over there on the podcast side of things, the the anchor stitcher spotify apple you guys are lighting it up over there i mean i'm and i know this may seem like it's small but it's a really big deal to me i mean there are times where i'm getting 200 300 in some cases 400 views daily or listens daily over there almost you know over you know a thousand people are uh, 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 are downloading and listening to the podcast on a weekly basis i cannot you know i can't thank you guys enough man i really can't you know not to get too much into the inside baseball of the of the numbers of this show but i i just want you guys to know that you guys are appreciated just for listening just for sharing in some cases just for watching on youtube and rumble you know you you know the the, the where where it's really at is on the podcast avenue you guys are killing it over there YouTube is doing okay, but y'all are killing it over there. And if you want to know, I'm on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. You can go over there, find your favorite podcast avenue to um, subscribe to, and you can you can subscribe to my episodes, and you'll get notified as soon as I upload the next episode, which is usually around 9 a.m. Eastern on um, Monday through Friday. Um, I, I I don't know what else to say, man. I just appreciate y'all. I really do. So here's to another 400, and you guys uh, are uh, making this go. I can't say that enough. I am going to get out of here. I'm going to get ready for episode 401. We're going to talk about some uh, training camp stuff with the Falcons, and we may throw some more Georgia Southern stuff in for the rest of the week. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Thank you guys again. I really mean that. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace.